welcome to the Bold Platform Podcast. My name is Adrian, and I'm the creator and host of this podcast. Um, the Bold Platform is about five months old now. It was launched in February of 2019. And the purpose of the podcast is to highlight the stories of women and girls around Australia who are working on really amazing community-focused projects, hobbies, small businesses or full-blown charities and not-for-profit. So each week we interview another um, woman from around the world, uh, from around the country, who is really working on trying to make their community a little bit better than how they found it. The guests that come on the show are all at various stages of their business or their project. And today we are joined by Katie from Get Packed, which is a brand new business that I'm really looking forward to um, learning more about today and, and hearing more from Katie about how she started up this awesome brand. So welcome, Katie. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. So let's get started. So tell us about Get Papped. So um, Get Papped is um, a very new small business at the moment. So I am, I've created birthday cards for um women who have just turned 25 so it's a 25th birthday card Mm -hmm. and the inside is a pledge for um their loved one to say I pledge to ensure um that you will book in for a pap smear within the next month happy 25th birthday and then a space for you to write your own message So it's basically a promise from someone who cares about you that they're going to hold you accountable to book in for a pap smear. Okay, so why 25? Uh, So recently the Australian Medical Board within the last couple of years have said that women, once they turn 25, need to go to the doctor and have a pap smear or a cervical screening test as it's technically called. Mm -hmm. Um, But Before that, it was once you were sexually active. So the rules have changed slightly, and this is also the same in the UK. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's as soon as you do turn 25 now, which is quite debatable amongst a lot of women at the moment and some medical professionals as well, but that Mm -hmm. is the technical rule that we've been told. Okay, so regardless of whether you've been sexually active or not, mm-hmm. by the minimum, at, at the very latest, you should be getting your first cervical screen at 25 years old. Well, it's technically, if you want to have one before you're 25 mm-hmm. and you don't have symptoms, you have to pay out of your own pocket. So, okay. yeah, the rules have changed recently. Yeah. And if people are wanting to learn a little bit more on that announcement, is there a website or um, a place that you would recommend people to go if they would like to do a little bit of additional reading? I definitely recommend um, a government-run website Mm -hmm. if you want to know the ins and outs. There is one that I don't know off the top of my head, but perhaps we can put it in the show notes. Definitely. Um, They have explained the reasons behind it and everything like that. which is something we'll probably go into later as well. Um, So um, basically most women do contract some form of HPV, which gives Mm -hmm. them abnormal symptoms, and it's most likely to happen before you're 25. So a lot of women were having these scary trips to the gynecologist, myself included, Mm -hmm. and um, then to find out that the, the cells have, 
sort of fought themselves away and there's nothing to be too worried about. Right. So now it's being pushed back to 25. Okay. And is that why you mentioned there about your own um, experience in this space from your personal health? Is that why Get Papped um, was something that you were interested in starting? Absolutely. So a couple of years ago when I was, I think I was 22, I had an abnormal pap smear come Mm -hmm. up. And for me, like that was horrific. I was terrified. My the last thing I ever wanted to do was visit a gynecologist. I was so scared. Um, so I had to go um, to see the gynecologist. My best friend was there holding my hand. Oh. I was crying. It was so traumatic. Mm. And the gynecologist was absolutely lovely, but um, she sort of did the test. Um, they, it's not as horrific I didn't need to be sobbing in a waiting room but it is uncomfortable and it is scary it's not a great situation to be in um and I had to have a biopsy where Mm -hmm. um they like cut a little bit out of your cervix and send that off for testing um which is no one wants to go through that you know it's not not ideal Mm -hmm. um but the test came back a low-grade abnormal which means just something to keep an eye out, have to come back in a year and all this kind of stuff. But the issue was um, the next month I was moving to France. So I was just so stressed out. I didn't know if I'd be able to go on my trip to Europe because of this. Uh, But thankfully it did come back as low-grade abnormal. But it sort of just gave me an added stress the whole time I was away you know it was always in the back of my mind Mm. and there wasn't really anyone I could go and see in France I didn't know how to see someone over there because everyone's speaking French yeah the systems are different um but then six months later I moved to London so I had my follow-up appointment there which was the same process again but I didn't have my best friend with me to hold my hand. So I was just, I was alone on public transport crying and in the hospital waiting room crying. (laughs) It's so dramatic. Um, But I can laugh now. It's a really vulnerable position to be in. You know, sometimes going to the doctors when you're thinking, you know, your head, you get in your head and you're thinking all these worst case scenarios, let alone having to be you know, naked from the waist down with Mm -hmm. your, you know, like your whole bottom half of your body completely naked and completely exposed. Like I don't know if it gets much more vulnerable (laughs) than that, let alone in another country when you don't have like your best mate or your sister or your mom or like like your go-to person for those situations. And also like with a doctor, you know, for a lot of us or hopefully, um, you know, people that are listening have access to a good GP or a good women's health clinic where you can build a little bit of a rapport with this woman mm-hmm. who's like going to have a kind of head staring at <laughs> <you> <laughs> private areas. It's like that's so hard because you haven't even had a chance to build, you know, any rapport, rapport with this man or, or woman doctor. Absolutely. And and the scary thing is as well, I mean, they're mentioning the worst case is cancer. The mm-hmm. second that word is mentioned, your your world just collapses and it's all oh. you can concentrate on. And you know, my doctor, my gynecologist, they were all saying, it's so unlikely, Katie, it's so unlikely it's cancer. What are you, why are you so scared? And I was just like, 
it's just everything. Like I cannot pin it down to one thing. Mm. It's just like, you know, it's a scary thought to think that someone's like in there cutting something out and they have to also paint a solution on your cervix and then the colour that if it changes colour, that's why they have to do a biopsy. It's just an odd process when, I mean, we don't regularly go through that. It's a weird thought. And although, you know, this is the area that goes through childbirth and, you know, or, or, you know, which is obviously such a huge thing for your body to go through, it is such a sensitive, sensitive area. So there's, Mm. you know, it's, you know, not the most comfortable, even just a regular pap smear is not the most comfortable experience. I don't think I've met anyone who's like, yeah, that's a great sensation. Feel. It's I enjoyed that. Yeah, no, it's not. It's uncomfortable, but you know, it's necessary. You know, and obviously, we need to be mindful that we we live in a country where we have access to these sorts of services. But it is a sensitive area, and so obviously, the more that people are kind of poking and prodding around there, that you just it's a sensitive space. There's not a lot of Absolutely. room for them. You know, not to be damaging any of the that area down there. Mm, absolutely, and. I mean, you know, I'm saying how I was crying and I was upset and all of this, but in reality, it really wasn't that bad. And mm. the gynecologist and my doctor have all been so lovely. Like when I was crying in the waiting room in London, the receptionist came over and hugged me oh. and chatted to me until it was my turn to go in. Mm. You know, like it is frightening. And you're in a hospital as well, which is a little bit daunting. Mm. Um but the professionals working there, they genuinely care about what they do and they want to make you as comfortable as possible. And they're constantly saying, are you comfortable with me doing this? Mm. This is my recommendation, but I will only do it if you say yes. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm all through that process. Absolutely. Yeah. I felt completely safe once I was there. It wasn't enjoyable and I was still upset. Sure. But. Yeah, of course, like they they went into that field for a reason and I think that people who go into gynecology as their specialty as a doctor mm. genuinely care, which is really nice. Absolutely. So how did it go from you've had your initial appointment, you've done your travelling, you've had your follow-up and now you're back in Australia living mm-hmm. in Queensland. How did that then, when did the idea come up about the birth, the 25-year-old um, birthday card come to you? Um, well, I was travelling for three months unemployed. I had a lot of free time to do some thinking and mm-hmm. um, I, I follow a lot of accounts on Instagram that are very female positive, women positive, feminist, mm-hmm. kind of like that. And I was like, I have all these great ideas. I need to sort of do something. And I remember when I was going through this whole abnormal pap smear situation, I didn't really know who to talk to. And Mm -hmm. all I wanted was to know who'd been through that and who I could turn to. And I just didn't, I had no idea who to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I am so happy to be that person to absolutely anyone because Mm -hmm. of how I felt when I found out. Right. So I, I really wanted to sort of be quite vocal about my situation so that anyone I knew could turn to me if this situation happened to them, which is likely going to happen Mm. because 
I think it's 75% of people under 25 contact HPV. Um, so, you know, it's something pretty much everyone you know is going to get. Mm. But now the age has turned to 25, it's unlikely they'll ever know what happened. Right. Okay. So I just wanted to be sort of a person for people to turn to, a mm. Instagram page where it can be openly spoken about mm. and just rid the shame of the pap smear, female mm. health, everything to do with that. Yeah, absolutely. And so did you have other ideas before the greeting card? Like did you kind of go through a process of like what about this? Would this work? What about different products or different <clears throat> things like that? Oh, for sure. I mean, my mind is always ticking over of what the next idea is. Mm. Um, I don't want to sort of just be in this birthday card space. I would love to expand further. I'd also love to um, move away from just pap smears. I mean, I think it's when you hit 40 or 50, you have to have a mammogram. Mm -hmm. And I think that that would be a great opportunity to um, hold women accountable for that I mean I'm only 24 so mm -hmm. this whole 25th birthday is very close to me sure. um, but I would like to expand further into other other health areas I mean men have to have a prostate check at 40 I think mm -hmm. it is there's mm -hmm. there's the bowel cancer screening at 50 there's all of these key yeah. ages and it's so important that we're talking about them and they're all a little bit embarrassing which is something I love because I just love talking about inappropriate things so. <laughs> oh, I love it <laughs> See, like, making people the, uncomfortable <laughs> what's the most awkward part of the body I'll make a greeting card for that yeah. Like, Dad, have you had your prostate check? I'd love to hear about it. Here's the birthday card I prepared for you. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it's just so sad that it is embarrassing. Like, mm. we're all going through it and it's so much worse if we've got this added shame. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like we've all got some variation of all those different parts of our body. So, yeah, what's the... What's yeah, the let's be open. Yeah. So when you decided <laughs> on making the 25-year-old birthday cards... What did you do then? You mentioned before we started recording that you work in marketing and comms, so you've got that kind mm -hmm. of cre creative side. But in terms of going, okay, like where do I sell them? What material do I use? What design am I going to have? Like where did you start with all of that kind of process? Well, it firstly started with me on a bus just drawing in a little notepad and mm -hmm. I am by no means an artist or designer. I'm in marketing and communications because I'm not good at drawing or creating graphic design. Mm -hmm. I'm good at briefing people and telling them what I want. Mm -hmm. um, but I am a huge fan of Canva, um, which is the online graphic design tool for people who cannot design. Um, yes. Get Papped, the birthday card itself is a very, it's quite a clean, basic design, and mm -hmm. that's because I did it and I had other ideas, but I thought, you know, it just needs to be clean. I just need the words on there. I don't need all the bells and whistles of, like, imagery. I mean, anything image-related. I was thinking of doing um, get papped with, like, photos, like cameras taking photos. Mm -hmm. Other than that, anything relating to a pap smear is quite vulgar and nobody wants to put that on their mantelpiece. Yeah, true. <laughs> or, and also, but even just like having shops and things like that, 
stock your cards potentially. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure you're going to unfortunately come up with, you know, up against issues potentially of people wanting to put those sorts of um, images. Have you seen the movie Patch Adams? No, I haven't. Oh, there's this great scene in the movie where they open like a new um, gyno ward at the hospital and on the opening day he's got this, I think it's a gyno ward or like a birthing ward and he's got these huge, like huge, huge plaster legs either side of the front door almost <laughs> Europe, and everyone has to walk by that and that's all I can picture like on the front <laughs> Because in the movie, you know, all these old men doctors with like their white coats are shaking their heads, and so they're no. really great talking points. Maybe that can be the second design. Yeah, we'll see. Totally. So you came up with the design. You you found something that worked for you in terms of getting just like that really clean design, just that message mm. straight away, and then you decided to put that on the the cards. Yes, um, and then all I had to do was I my one of the number one things that I wanted was it needed to be a hundred percent recyclable, made okay. from recycled materials, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I found a printing company in Melbourne that could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, they told me the sizes for the cards, so then I could just base what I was making from that. And then I just emailed them the design and they had them printed straight away, no hassle. Dealing with printers is actually incredible. Um, Mm. I've done it when I was working overseas, working here in multiple industries. Printers are incredible and it's so much easier than you think. So if you are planning on ever starting a business, printing is going to be the easiest part. So don't, don't stress about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, they printed them and within a week they were at my house. So it was really quite easy. And I think the most difficult thing is getting the message out there and targeting people who aren't just your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, I'm, I'm lucky I've got so many supportive, great friends who are sharing the Instagram page and sharing the story, but it's, it's sort of getting it past your bubble I think is the hard part and that's where I'm still learning yeah and and you mentioned before you know you're approaching your 25th birthday so I'm assuming that there's going to be people in your world or your bubble as you Mm. as you refer to it as uh, you know obviously turning the same age but once those people have turned 25 you're like right every year there's almost like a new market that you need to exactly yeah so you started your Instagram page and then so you sell them through the Instagram page or do you have an online shop as well? I have an online shop. So um, I really recommend Shopify mm-hmm. if anybody is looking at starting some kind of online business. Um, I pay, I think it's 20 US dollars a month to mm-hmm. use their platform. But if you don't have experience in coding, software engineering, this is the kind of place you should go. Okay. Um, they're going to ensure your payments are secure. They're going mm-hmm. to transfer the money into your account. They're going to do all the hard stuff. Yeah. You just need to upload some nice pictures. You just need to, you know, write about your product. It's basically just like a, this is what you need to do. Here's where to fill it out. And they just step you through it. Yeah. They have amazing tutorials as well. So if you want to take your business to the next step, want to learn more about online marketing, um, SEO, things like that. Shopify has all of these tutorials to walk you through. 
Yeah, right. And it's a great backstop if you don't have, you know, a new person starting up a business. It actually, you know, you can customise your web link so that it's got your name in it, right? So if you don't have yes. a budget for a whole website for yourself, you can actually use your Shopify page as your website almost. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's really good. I think it's a, for me, it was a really good starting point because I mean, I'm not selling millions of dollars worth of 25th birthday cards a week. So. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> soon, soon. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just a good kind of stepping stone, a low-cost stepping stone. Mm. Yeah, that's so important. And, you know, you mentioned Canva before, which, for the, you know, unless you want to have a premium account, it's free. Um, what are some of the other things that you found to be, like, really helpful when you've when you've been um, starting up the business, when, you know, you're working full-time in marketing. So this is something you're doing on the side, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. What are some of those other things that you've like, oh my gosh, you know, if anyone needs help, this is what I would tell them if they're trying to start up their own, you know, little business on the side or online store. What are some other resources that you found to be really great and useful? Um, I've mostly just been using Canva to create Mm -hmm. and Shopify to sell. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think my, the main thing that has worked for me was just being vulnerable with people I knew and using Instagram as that platform to be vulnerable. I think Mm -hmm. Instagram is such an incredible platform to reach people. I mean, for me, when I decided to start this um, Instagram, I was like, I need to tell my story and I need to, share what I went through so on my personal Instagram I I just made a story saying a couple of years ago um I had an abnormal pap smear this is what happened and I just shared that in stories just with writing and a plain background Mm -hmm. and the response was just insane you know I had people I hadn't spoken to for years reaching out to me being like thank you Katie I went through this too Mm -hmm. or I had people saying oh, my God, just got my results back for an abnormality. I'm still waiting to go. What's it like? I had about 50 messages. And, I mean, I'm no influencer, but it was just the fact that being vulnerable on Instagram is never seen. You know, it's a highlight reel. No one's Mm. ever admitting that anything's going wrong in their life. Totally. So, yeah, Instagram is an incredible tool to utilise and to reach out to other people. Um, and I mean, even Facebook as well, that's how we found one another. So the power of social media is really incredible. Yeah. On the flip side of that, what have been like some of the hurdles so far for you, um, or, you know, some of those bits that you found that you've stumbled across or you weren't expecting? Because it's only been, what has it been just under a month? Yeah, just under a month. Yeah. So everything's quite fresh and basically everything's a hurdle in your first month. (laughs) Um, I guess sort of you do need to outlay some costs, Mm -hmm. which is you always, I mean, I don't expect to be making much money from this whole process. For me, this is, I don't even like to call it a business. I prefer to call it a project because my aim has never been to sell my aim has been to start a conversation right which is exactly what we're doing now yeah that's working um yeah I mean a 25th birthday card is quite niche you know Mm -hmm. you only need one in your lifetime Mm -hmm. um 
so for me it's all about talking getting ridding the shame of female health and being open about it so I guess I have to outlay my own personal cost to create that conversation Mm -hmm. um which I don't mind doing I mean birthday cards aren't an incredibly expensive um item to purchase yes um so yeah I guess just the initial cost is a major hurdle no one likes to part with their own money but Mm. as I was saying you know it's nothing too extreme the cost wise I mean it's a dollar to send a card in the Mm. mail Mm. envelopes aren't too expensive printing cards is quite reasonable um and the Shopify is only 20 US dollars a month so uh, yeah it's not too bad, but it is your own money to put yeah, out. Yeah, and begin. if you haven't had to sort of overcommit in terms of ordering, you know, thousands and thousands um, of, of quantities of, of stock and things like that. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've only started with 100 cards. Mm. And then um, once I've sold, I think I've, I'm going to wait till I've sold three quarters of that and then look into other designs and what we can where we can take it next. Awesome. I mean, I don't want to just stop at pap smears. There's so mm. many other health issues. Oh, some of those ones that you mentioned before, you're so right. It's like all these milestone ages or, you know, this is what uh, in terms of being communicated with by the medical associations or government bodies that determine this, it's always around a birthday. You know, it's exactly. always around your 30th, your 25th, your 40th, your 50th, your 60th, where that's the way to remind people and what else are we doing on someone's birthday, you know, apart from giving them a gift and a, and a card. So it's a perfect way to raise awareness and help our friends to keep us accountable and to have those conversations just in our friend circle and our family circle to get those conversations really going. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it sort of breaks the ice a little. Like it's, I mean, on someone's 25th birthday, you're not going to be like, um, so happy birthday. When's your pap smear? Like, have you booked that? It's sort of like um, the card does the talking and it's sort of like you can check in and be like, hey, remember that card I got you? Like, have you booked in? Do you want me to call them for you? Do you want me to come on that day? Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, you know, you mentioned before about like your dad and, or your mom, you know, getting a breast check and all those things. It's like, it's actually a really good way to break those ice, especially if there's people Mm -hmm. where you feel like, oh, this is a bit awkward or a little bit uncomfortable, but it is important for us to all keep each other accountable because we, you know, we've all been guilty of just avoiding things where we don't want to know the answer or it's a little bit uncomfortable or a little bit awkward or a little bit painful or a bit yucky. Mm. You just kind of, you know, pretend that doesn't happen. If someone's questioning you going, have you done it? Have you done it? Have you done it? You kind of have someone to stay accountable to. Absolutely. And I mean, no one wants to do these checks. They, they suck. Like we don't want to do them, but yeah, it's so important. And it's also just sort of, I think it's quite nice that someone cares enough to purchase that card and say, you know, like I'm holding you accountable because I care about you so much and this world would absolutely be terrible if you weren't in it. Totally. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's actually a really the message, um, I guess, comes from like this really beautiful place, as you said, of, of care and concern for each other and, and our well-being. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's your health is the most important thing that right. you have. So keeping... Yeah your loved one accountable to keep on top of their health, I think is the best gift you could get someone. 
Oh, absolutely. So we mentioned before that, you know, you've been traveling, you're back in Queensland now, um, you're working full time and and now you're a month into this business. How are you Mm -hmm. sort of um, taking care of yourself? Because I know when you, you know, you're starting your own business, it's so exciting and you just, you just want to be working on it all the time. But, you know, you mentioned um, before we started recording, you started a new job last week. So how do you, what are some of the things that you've been doing the last month kind of take care of Katie so that you can keep <laughs> the, um, I guess, the momentum going with your business? I think that's definitely something that I'm working on. I mean, mm-hmm. this last month has been a bit crazy, um, catching up with friends. Mm-hmm. I've just been, I felt like the most popular girl in Brisbane. I've just had so many people to catch up with and so much to discuss. I mean, I was away for 15 months, so mm-hmm. it's been a weird process moving back after that mm-hmm. amount of time I mean you feel like you've changed so much and you come back and everything's quite quite the same yeah um no but I've been I've been busy catching up with people working on the business um working on the new job has probably been the biggest stress um mm-hmm. you know going back to full-time work after three months of traveling and it's just very hard to get into that nine till five all over again yes um but I always think it's important to do things that you enjoy that are a hobby completely unrelated to work Mm -hmm. so for me like I enjoy going to the gym which sounds lame but I do enjoy just sort of listening to music not checking my messages and just exercising going to a gym class and I always go to the gym on my own and at my gym I don't know anyone at all who goes there so it's kind of just like a very nice clear space to just do my own thing not talk to anyone Mm. sounds so antisocial but Um, I think like we're so addicted to you know our phones and technology and always knowing what everyone's doing and I think then add like a new business to that where, you know, you're waiting for the Shopify noise, you're waiting for a new follower, are you waiting for a new view mm. on your story? It can become like, you know, you can it's become addictive. quite fixated on it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I think it's just so important to have something or some part of your day where you're just away from, from that noise. You just have time to clear your head. Mm. I definitely, I definitely agree. And, you know, I don't think it's lame. If the gym is what is working for you right now, then that's awesome. Will it work forever? Maybe, maybe not. But you'll cross yeah. out what works for you. This is one thing that every single episode of the podcast that comes up is how individual self-care is. And then there's Absolutely. not one size fits all. And, you know, as I said, one thing that works this week or this month or today might not, you know, fill your cup or, or tick that box for you tomorrow. So it's like constantly just like checking in with yourself and being aware of what your body and your heart and your head and your emotions are doing going, okay, well, this is, this is really working for me and this is keeping all that noise at bay. So I'm going to, I'm going to do more of this as, as much as I can fit into my day and my other commitments. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I think just getting out and moving your body is incredible for your mental health as well. Mm -hmm. So important. Absolutely. Katie, if people are wanting to find out more about your story and get papped and to purchase their cards um, for their friends or family's birthday, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Instagram is probably the best. Um, So I I can be found at get.papped. Mm-hmm. And then if you love seeing 
feminist images, sassy cartoons, mm-hmm. anything um, health-related, it's all on there. Um, and then the link to the shop is on the bio as well. Awesome. But we can link it in the show notes, I suppose. Yeah, no, it's perfect. I love the Instagram page. Some of the things on there are so good. My favourite is the love heart where it's like, bring me my coffee and tell me I'm pretty. I'm like, <laughs> I need that every single morning. <laughs> like show that to my barista the next time I go yes. to the cafe downstairs. <laughs> Maybe oh, that should be it. a card to, oh, to totally. work colleagues. Yes, yeah, so many of these. I'm like, oh, I would wear that on a badge. I would put that on a T-shirt. That's so awesome. I absolutely love this concept. As I said, when I saw it um, online in the Facebook group um, that we're both in for another podcast that we both listened to, mm-hmm. as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, yes. And I'm sliding DMs <laughs> and be like, do you want to come on my podcast? So thank you so much for saying yes I absolutely love this idea and even though I'm just uh just 34 I'm like racking my brain of who's turning 25 <laughs> I could buy the cards for but also to see some of those other cards come up because you know around the breast checks or um mm-hmm. you know for, for men in terms of prostate checks or for bowel checks whatever that might be there's so many opportunities in this um project of yours I think it is incredible and um yeah congratulations on your first month and I'm excited to watch it keep keep growing um as Katie mentioned her Instagram is get.pap so g-e-t full stop p-a-p-p-e-d and in the link in her bio there is a link to the website where you can order um the cards there so please go and follow her it's Instagram is this amazing platform and that will help um for Katie to get the, the brand and the project out there to as many people um, around the world for the 25-year-olds and ongoing um, that may be looking for this kind of cute birthday card. Um, if you would like to know more about The Bold Platform, you can check us out at theboldplatform.com.au and we're also on Facebook and Instagram um, if you search for The Bold Platform. Any stories and one that you think that your girlfriends or your sisters or um, anyone in your life might like to hear from feel free to share this episode. It's a great way to help Katie's story get out there and to share the podcast um, with other people in the community. You're also obviously very welcome to jump into your podcast app and um, leave a rating or a review for the podcast to help get Katie's story out there and and our other guest stories out there to as many um, people as we can. So thank you all for listening to another episode of The Bold Platform. We'll be back next Friday, the start of August. So thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much, Katie, for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. Oh, thank you.